What's up, world? Welcome to a new episode of the Brandon Janu Show. As you know, I am Brandon Janu, and like always on all podcast platforms everywhere, Brandon Janu Show. Sometimes you might space it, sometimes it's together, but it is still Brandon Janu Show. Um, also, Instagram, TikTok, Brandon Janu Show. That's the social media's show, social media platforms that I'm on. Brandon Janu Show on those. Instagram, Brandon Janu Show together, underscore at the end of show. Uh, whereas for TikTok, it's all brand new show together. You don't have to space it or anything. Brand new show. And on top of that, YouTube channel, Brandon new show. Shout out to everybody that has been subscribing, viewing, commenting. I appreciate the love. I do comment back, and I hope you guys enjoy this episode tonight. Excuse me on that. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy this episode tonight. Uh, tonight's episode is Wrestling Life. Now, I did an episode a couple of days ago, and it doesn't come out till a couple of days from now. But but I said on there I will probably would not be doing another uh, wrestling life episode until SummerSlam or until NXT next Saturday, next Sunday's NXT, which I'm probably gonna watch the Great American Bash and watch the pay per view in full, and then give you a uh, you know a rating review show. But I don't know what I want to do about that, but I will see how I feel about after I watch the show. Um. What I will say is this, though. I am looking forward to it. Anyway, but tonight, speaking of SummerSlam, that is the topic of tonight's episode because I will be talking about SummerSlam. And I know that technically SummerSlam doesn't really have a lot of matches. But we can kind of read between the lines of a lot of these goddamn matches and we know who's going to fight pretty much who. So let's get into it of the biggest party of the summer, as they say in WWE, SummerSlam. Now, SummerSlam is only a couple weeks away, August 5th, Saturday, August 5th, Detroit, Michigan, Ford Field to be exact, will be SummerSlam. And like I said, they only have two matches pretty much announced. Three, really, let's be real, because we all know Roman is going to fight Jey Uso for the Undisputed Championship. So that's kind of obvious. But three matches have been announced, but we could pretty much, like I said, read between the lines of all these other matches. So Let's get into it. So I'm not going to just do SummerSlam. I'm also do Friday Night SmackDown. I I personally think they don't want to put too many matches on the card, but it is SummerSlam. It is one of the big four. So it's not like WrestleMania. You can kind of get away with this. You can put a lot of matches on SummerSlam's card and kind of get away with it. So, and this is also kind of interesting because this will be the official first year, technically, of Triple H being uh, the head of creative because, remember, he became head of creative the week of SummerSlam last year. So there's going to be a pretty interesting look at a year of Triple H being in charge of creative. Got put in your quotes, creative. Like we don't know Vince has also got his input in the shit. But anyway, let's get into it. The biggest part of the summer for WWE, SummerSlam 2023. <sighs> so one of the predictions, one of the matches that I think will happen, of course will happen. Let's get into the first three matches that are physically already announced one of those matches is technically one of those matches is technically um like i said earlier is finn Balor versus seth rollins now i think finn Balor versus seth rollins for the world Heavyweight championship is seven years to the year to the day when seth rollins pretty much lost to finn Balor in the first ever universal championship match it's kind of interesting that the universal title is going to end SummerSlam. <laughs> it's kind of interesting. Others think like the first ever Universal Title match to crown the the inaugural Universal Champion. Not a Universal Title is 
the prestigious title uh, that is being carried right now by Roman Reigns, and it's such a interesting thing. So seven years ago, Finn Balor fought Seth Rollins at SummerSlam 2016 in Brooklyn, and now it seems that in seven years, seven years later, they're going to fight over the World Heavyweight Championship. Now, my personal opinion, I do not let Seth Rollins lose. I think people are a little bit too much into this, and I think if if let's say Finn wins. Are you going to let Damian Priest cash in right then and now money in a bank? Because I don't think you do. I think you play it out for a little bit of time. I think you have Finn lose the set, and that is the way you move it. I think if Finn does win, though, also, if he, I am not opposed to Seth losing the title because y'all know Seth Rollins is one of my favorite wrestlers. But I also am opposed to if this is just a stupid-ass story and you can't really <clears> – <throat> Excuse me. You can't really keep it pushing after Seth drops the title of Finn because a lot of people have this idea, let Damien come out and screw Finn or let Damien jump in and make it a three-way. My thing is this. If you're going to go with Finn beating Seth at SummerSlam, then have Finn beat Seth at SummerSlam and have the title on Finn and let him carry that title because the title match between him and Damien Priest will be better, especially if you can hold it off and keep the judge, Judgment Day's conversation, Judgment Day uh, faction together for a good bit. Now, they need to have their run like the like the Bloodline had it, which is everybody at some point have titles. Now, Finn has a title. Dominic Mysterio now has a title. Rhea has a championship. And then Damian uh, Priest has the money in the Bay briefcase. And at any moment, he can cash in on Finn. Or he can take a chance at Roman. And, and that is the thing. And I think that a lot of people that want to just scream – you, you're looking at the alternative for now. I'm looking at the long-term thing. So if Seth does drop the title, Seth is a made man. Seth could always find his way back to the championship at any moment if this doesn't work. But I do think if you're going to drop the title, Finn is the perfect person to drop it to. One, he's good in the ring. But two, the storyline actually fits. It makes sense. If Seth keeps the title, the only other alternative is that Damian Priest does come out there and then beat Seth, and that's the only other alternative. I don't see – because another line is this. Who does Seth fight after he beats Finn? And that is kind of the biggest question going into this. Whereas for Finn, there's a lot more possibilities with the title. Now, I do not want to see Seth lose, but it does make sense. Seven years to the day, Finn beats him to become the inaugural Universal Champion. But on top of that – Damian Priest does have this briefcase, and at any moment, he could pull it off and take the title away from Finn. But what if you can drag this out into, let's say, WrestleMania? What if you drag this out to WrestleMania, and Damian Priest says, I want to beat you on the biggest stage there there is. I want to beat you at WrestleMania, which is officially the end of the Judgment Day as we see it. Because I think at some point, as Finn's feeling himself, he brings in a J.D. McDonough to the to the into the fold to help them now even more, which is what the bloodline did with Sami Zayn. I will bring you into the fold to help us more, and I think that's what the storyline really does go from. So I think Finn beat Set at SummerSlam, which I'm I'm not mad at because Finn is one of my favorite wrestlers too, especially NXT. Finn was different. I'm not talking about the second run, I'm talking about the first run he had at NXT was crazy. Not that isn't a second run. The second run was cool, but the first run was incredible, man. So. I'm not opposed to him being a champion, especially if the Judgment Day storyline is the big storyline that they're going to keep pushing. A lot of people that are screaming, let Damian Priest just screw Finn out the title right then and there. That's stupid. You're not seeing a long picture. Because if they're saying this is the new bloodline storyline, you need the deception of this storyline to continue. 
You need to keep pushing it. Push it to the point where you can't push it anymore. And that is where I think if you're smart, have J.D. McDonough come into the bloodline right after, like, let's say Seth and, and, and Finn fight at Judgment Day at Payback, the next pay-per-view, and he screws, he screws Seth. Now J.D. McDonough is in Judgment Day, but now Damian Priest is kind of like, this started with me, Rhea. You came in. It was us three. And then Dom came into the fold. But Dom is under Rhea, and, and Rhea and me have a great relationship. But Finn, you're now calling the shots. You're acting like a boss, but you're not the boss. And I think that that is where the deception kicks in even more. If WWE is smart, don't pull the trigger on Damian Priest catching in. I, don't do it because it's not going to end the way you think. I know Damian Priest, but you need Damian Priest scorching fucking hot with money in the Bay briefcase. He is not scorching fucking hot as much as people want to not admit that. They have not really used him to his best of his abilities since winning the Money in the Bank briefcase. Shit, even losing to Bad Bunny at Backlash, they didn't really do a lot of good with that. So I do believe that if I am, uh, you know, WWE, I let Finn be set, but I will keep the the judgment day situation going because the the idea that at any time Damian Priest could cash in is the biggest problem for the judgment day going forward because not unlike Sami Zayn and Solo and the Usos, there is a real threat of Damian Priest and Finn actually having a fight because they do want one thing. As for the Tribal Chief Bloodline storyline, it took a minute to get back to it, whereas for the Judgment Day situation, you can easily play this out to WrestleMania where you can get the biggest cash out of it. Finn keeps the title, beats a lot of people on Raw, but also Damian Priest keeps himself strong, keeps himself going, and plus they clash eventually. Old Judgment Day versus New Judgment Day, whereas, like I said, Finn has J.D. done it. Real Dominic and, and Damian Priest versus Finn Ballard, J.D. McDonough, and maybe they go get uh, – Nikki Cross and bring Nikki Cross into Judgment Day. And now you got, and ooh, that's not even a bad idea. Oh, shit. I might have got, oh, fuck. Hold on. That might not be a bad idea. I think I just helped. <laughs> you have old Judgment Day versus new Judgment Day, whereas Damian Priest and Finn, Finn brings in another person as Nikki Cross. And, and yeah, why not? That's a good idea. Holy shit. Because now Eric Young is gone. Because that was the biggest point of bringing back Eric Young to bring back uh, Sanity with Nikki Cross and her husband. So now that Eric Young is gone, Nikki Cross does need a new kind of gimmick and a new kind of character. And her and Rhea Ripley used to be friends. So it would make sense that if she comes into the fold, you can make Judgment Day bigger than the bloodline. And it will also help Nikki Cross get herself together and would give at least a chance for you know Nikki Cross to get hot again. So yeah, I think holy shit, yeah. I think Nikki Cross should join Judgment Day. Everybody's talking about JD McDonough. I think Nikki Cross should join Judgment Day. Like have all six of them, but then have a split because Finn bought in JD McDonough, Finn bought in Nikki Cross, and have Damian Priest, Rhea, and Dom go up against the new Judgment Day after Finn and, Diane and Damian Priest already fought for the World Heavyweight Championship because Damian Priest cashed the money in the bank. If you're playing long-term, if this is long-term, that is what the fuck 
I would do. But again, you don't know who's calling the shots if it's Triple H or Vince. Because if I'm Triple H, I am dragging this fucking storyline out to like the bloodline storyline. Like I'm dragging this shit out. That's what I would do. Um, but yeah, I think Finn beats Seth at SummerSlam, and that is what prolongs the Judgment Day storyline. Because now Finn is the champion. It's different when Seth's the champion and Finn's trying to get revenge. Now Finn is the champion. Damien has the money in the bank briefcase. Why would that not create deception even more into the Judgment Day? Another match that's been announced for SummerSlam is um, uh, Ronda Rousey versus Shayna Baszler. Shayna needs this match more. Squash her, get it over and done with. I think Shayna needs to beat the shit out of Ronda. Beat her, submit her in this match. The way this feud is kind of going... Monday night, you saw the kind of like the, the you, you're seeing now the crowd kind of making Ronda the bad guy, the heel, and Shayna the face, which is a, well anti-face. But that's what WWE should be pushing. They should not push Ronda as the victim. Ronda is not a victim, and that is the biggest problem. Ronda is not a victim. Shayna is kind of more of the pro wrestler than Ronda Rousey is, and that is the one thing you need, you need to push. This match should be very fucking simple. Get in the ring. Ronda, you think you got an on bar quickly, and then Shayna reverses it, kicks your ass for a good minute, and then she puts you in the Kamora, uh, the 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 Kamora, uh, uh, the Kamora clutch, and you and check and choke your ass out, and you tap, and that's the end of your run in WWE. You go back to UFC. Ronda Shayna stays in WWE because a noticeable challenger and a, a very daunting foe for real. Want real or Becky, whoever gets to keep the title. I think real should keep the title and make Shayna and her fight a WrestleMania party. My feeling on Becky getting championship gold anytime soon is that she should. I think if you're going to give Becky a chance to be a champion, it should be tag team champions. And she should go get somebody that hasn't been champion yet. I think she needs to go get somebody and bring them into the fold. Um, maybe an NXT call-up. Maybe I don't want to see her and Lita again with championship. That's kind of stupid. I think Becky should definitely team up with someone that needs a push. And no, not Nikki, not Nikki Cross. I think Nikki can't – like I said, Nikki should join Judgment Day. But I think, yeah, Nikki – I think Becky should get somebody that she actually respects and thinks that is on, your, on her level in that sense. But we shall see how that looks. But for me personally – Shannon should just beat the shit out of Ronda, and it shouldn't even be a contest. Ronda should get some, some kicks in, some punches in, but this should be an absolute domination for Shanna Baszler. She should beat the living hell out of Ronda. This should not be a back and goddamn forth. The worst thing WWE can do is make this a back and forth for me personally. And I know I probably would like the match if it was a back and forth, but for me personally, Shayna is the one that's staying. Ronda is the one that's leaving. Why the fuck are we making this even like tug of fucking war? Let Shayna beat Ronda decisively. Don't even make this a goddamn contest. Make it the second match on SummerSlam. She come out, choke out. We're done. We're going to go on to the next thing. And that's the, be- and that's the best thing I can say about it. Another match that was announced over uh, this Monday was also... Excuse me. Brock Lesnar versus Cody Rose, which y'all we all know that will be a possible stipulation match. I would love to see a stipulation match between these two, but more importantly, something that's different. I'm so used to the hell in the cells and the steel cages, and that's the way we end these feuds in WWE. We need something different. 
is it a street fight? Maybe that, but I would say a dog collar match. I do think they need to go old school, and I think they need to give Cody Rose kind of a little bit of feeling of finishing his story. How do you finish his story? Give him some element of his dad. And I know a lot of people would say, say that's kind of stupid, but to me, why not? Like, give him a chance to really put one of the most dominant fucking people in WWE history, Brock Lesnar, in a match that we've never seen Brock Lesnar technically in before. And still give you some sense of old school with a new school feel. And he's honoring his dad and now his mom because of what happened in Atlanta. So it will be even more of a massive win for Cody to now have a match that his dad has been his dad has been in and has mastered. But more importantly, him beating Brock Lesnar, a man that literally tried to break his arm in front of his mouth. So it would be awesome to see those two men fight in a dog collar match. I think it'd be really dope if it was a dog collar match. Cody should win this match, but more importantly, we should finally get a match between these two men that don't last ten fucking minutes. Like it should be a dog collar match. It should be a beat down. It should be a drag out fight. I want to actually see Brock Lesnar be in a match that isn't 10 minutes, 15 minutes long. I want to see Brock have a SummerSlam match like he had against CM Punk back in the day. That match with him and CM Punk is one of my favorite SummerSlam matches ever. By the way, I'm doing the top 10 SummerSlam list. That is one of my favorite SummerSlam matches ever. So I do think out of all of those matches, that one was was pretty much one of my favorite. Um, yeah, it was one of my favorite matches. So I think personally, Cody Brock should fight in a dog collar match. It should be thirty minutes. You should let them have their own moments. Let them actually have a real fucking match, and let's see what happens. Those are just three matches that have been announced. Now other matches that should be announced soon. Friday night SmackDown soon is this. I do believe WWE cannot be this stupid and they won't be this dumb. It depends on who's running SmackDown. LA Knight should win the the US Invitational shit. I don't know what it's called. He should win tomorrow night. Beat uh, Ray, Sheamus. I forgot who else is in that goddamn thing. I know it's Ray, Sheamus. I can't remember the third person in that, that, that equation. Might have been carried across. I don't think so. I don't think Karen Cross is in that. I don't think he is. But LA Knight should win it because there is no real reason for them to. Ray has already got an LWO member in the goddamn final two. So it doesn't make sense for Ray to win it. Sheamus has got his own shit going on with other people. Which, yeah, I know people can sit and say, well, Sheamus is also beefing with Austin Theory. But what the fuck is the point of Sheamus winning a fucking Fatal 4-Way. That doesn't make any sense. And LA Knight is literally the hottest thing on the fucking roster. Like, this man is... And my thing is this also with LA Knight. He shouldn't be a goddamn face, and he shouldn't be a heel. He should just be himself. That's what makes WWE better, when you just have a character that can play to the crowd. Whatever the crowd wants him to be, he's that. LA Knight should win tomorrow night, and he should beat Santos Escobar the following SmackDown to go to Austin to fight Austin Theory at SummerSlam for the U.S. Championship, and he should beat Austin Theory. I said this right after Money in the Bank. If L.A. Knight's not the cha- the chosen one to beat Austin Theory, then WWE is fucking up the idea of having this man even this fucking hot. He got over organically. I don't give a fuck if it's Triple H running a company or Vince running a fucking company. This is fucking obvious 
an obvious fucking decision. Give this man the fucking title and just shut the fuck up. Austin Theory's run is over. He's already hit some 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 historic platforms. He's done. Let it fucking die. LA, LA Knight is the perfect fucking person to get that title back to a hot spot. LA Knight will be the champion. You will have the opportunity to have new, fresh matches. But on top of that, Austin Theory just isn't the guy any fucking more. He is not the fucking guy. It's over. It's done. Send that motherfucker back to the developmental. Or at least give him his old character gimmick back, which I did not mind because it made sense. The only thing I did mind was the opportunities he was giving. This character of Austin Theory sucks. He's not good. He's good in the ring, kind of, but he just doesn't have anything. The John Cena match blew up in y'all face. Just call it a fucking end and put the belt on LA Knight and kill the fucking momentum of this Austin Theory thought process. It's stupid. Let him regroup. Let him become a different person because this shit is bad. LA Knight should win at SummerSlam. He should be the new United States champion. That's kind of obvious. This upcoming Monday will be Drew Gunther, Ver, Gunther and Drew McIntyre face-to-face. This is kind of obvious. Gunther's going to face Drew McIntyre at SummerSlam. And Gunther should win the title, keep the title. I do not think Gunther should lose his title to Drew McIntyre. I, I know it sounds crazy. He is, I think, 60-something days away from breaking the Hunky Tonk Man's record. Playback is, like, literally a month after that. September, I think, September 2nd, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe then Drew beats Gunther, but I don't see Drew beating Gunther as this record is still in place. I think WWE, particular Triple H, wants to get this record completely expunged of the Hunky Tonk Man. I think he wants to get that shit completely gone. From the record books, Gunther is the man. He brings, he brings, the man has a bang of fucking matches every fucking night. Every time you see this man, he has a classic match. I hope he fights Monday because I go, I'm going to see Monday Night Raw um, July 31st, the week before, the, the Monday before SummerSlam. They will be here. I will be in attendance for that. My second time, second straight year. I'm looking forward to this shit. And this is the first time I get a chance to see Gunther in action. I'm so looking forward to this shit. They had an, he had an incredible match Monday night against Matt Riddle. Thought it was incredible. Thought it should have been the match at Money in the Bank, but they probably ran a little bit over time, so they had to give him what they could give him. But that match Monday was incredible. Um, but yeah, Gunther should be Drew. I think you, I'm not ready to see Gunther lose the title. Because if he's going to drop the title, he's got to drop the title and go off to something better. And right now, there is nothing better. Even if, especially if Finn is not going to drop the, if Finn's going to win his title at SummerSlam. Yeah, if Finn's going to win the title at SummerSlam, Gunther should still be champion up until the point where you are ready to literally give him the other chance to run with the ball. Until then, I say you leave it as such. I think this is the best opportunity to have Gunther continue to have this record. Um, and he's one of the best wrestlers, man. Not to say Drew doesn't deserve something. I think Drew does. And I actually think after Finn wins the title, Drew should be the first person Finn fights uh, if he wins the World Championship. Now, maybe you keep the title on set and have set fight Drew and payback. But I think if you're if, you're, if the storyline that I just said, it lines up with Judgment Day, you have Finn beat. You let Finn beat set just to have the storyline that is going to line up to beat. So I think that's the way it should be. But I do think Gunther needs to be Drew McIntyre. I think he needs to be on SummerSlam and keep the title. Um, and then the match that will be announced at some point is Rhea Ripley versus Raquel, 
Rodriguez. Raquel Rodriguez and, and Rhea Ripley have had some good matches in NXT. If you don't know that, go watch it. Um, Rhea should win to keep the title. Rhea's not ready to drop the title. Like I said, Rhea's not going to drop the title until maybe Shayna or Becky. Um, she's not dropping the title right now. This is going to be her first true defense of the title. I know of this to Natty, Natalia, but she ain't, she, she's not ready for Rhea Ripley. She's not. I think it's going to be the first time we're going to see Raquel Rodriguez actually have a match that actually makes sense in WWE. She can match wits. She can match strength. She can match it. I think, though, what's going to cost her in this match is the fact that she's just too inexperienced in this type of field where Rhea has been in this a little longer than she has. And I think Rhea needs to keep the title until you are 100% sure she needs to drop it. And that is the thing. I don't think she needs to drop it to Becky. If Shay- if you get Shayna back to the NXT Shayna at WrestleMania 40, Rhea should drop it to Shayna. That's the only person I can see her literally dropping the title to and would make fucking sense to drop the title to. Um, another match that will be announced at some point is what's going to happen on Friday Night SmackDown, which is kind of pretty obvious. Uh, Oscar, Bianca, Charlotte for the, the other women's championship, which is kind of obvious. Neither of these women are going to win it. I think Oscar should win, but then I think she should drop it right to EO Sky or have Oscar win it. And then EO Sky come out and tell her she wants to fight us soon. Something of the sort. I think that Oscar should keep the title. I don't think it's time for Bianca to keep the title back, especially if she's about to turn heel. And I also don't think Charlotte needs the title because what the fuck is she going to do with the title but keep it for too damn long and then you don't have any rivalries or anything. Now, if you want to break off and have Bianca versus Charlotte, then great. But I do think at some point there is a... The only reason why you would give the title to one of those two is to have the other one feud with them. But then Asuka is completely out of the mix, and that makes no fucking sense. If that's the case, then you should just have EO Sky beat one of them. You should have EO Sky just come out and cash money in a bank. I think if you're smart, if WWE is smart, let Asuka win, keep the title, have Bianca and Charlotte go off and do their own rivalry, have their own beat. Now, me personally, I've always been a component of having Rhea, Bianca and Charlotte fight at uh, WrestleMania, I think it would be a, still a great match, and I think it should fucking happen. But I also know that this is a very trying situation, and I don't know in SmackDown right now who should. I know Bianca and Charlotte shouldn't have a title, but I also get why a lot of people are so kind of like, what are they really doing with Oscar? And that's the biggest problem because if EO Sky does have the money in the Bay briefcase, I would catch it in at SummerSlam and let EO Sky just have a title because she is still somewhat relevant and just have her start the beef with her and Bailey, Bailey because that's coming eventually. But have e- Oscar play the middle woman, I guess, in the, in that rivalry. So I think, and it sucks because EO Sky, Oscar's actually really fucking good. But they keep giving a fucking start stops and it's so fucking bad. You know, and I, I just don't understand it, but. Yeah, I think Oscar should win at SummerSlam with the possibility of uh, EO Sky cashing in on her. Um, what's another match that's probably going to get announced at some point? I can't think. Oh, Logan Paul and Ricochet. Logan Paul is going to clearly win this match. It's kind of obvious that Logan Paul is going to win this match. It, it, it makes no sense for Ricochet to win. What's the point? Uh, if you, especially if you're trying to make Logan Paul into a bigger success story in WWE. He needs a win. He hasn't won a match. Well, I can't say that because he beat the Miz. 
He beat the Miz at last year's SummerSlam. So out of beating the Miz at last year's SummerSlam, that was his first uh, singles match he had in WWE, and he beat the Miz, which is not that fucking hard to do. But he beat the Miz, and then he went up against Roman, Seth, and now Ricochet. Yeah, which one is not like the others? <laughs> Let's just put it like that. Which one is not like the others? Exactly. So Logan Paul is going to beat Ricochet. That's kind of obvious. So I think Logan Paul beats Ricochet. You give him a win. You push him back into the situation where maybe he goes to SmackDown and fights LA Knight next, which would be pretty damn smart if that happens. Um, which brings it to the last situation, which is the obvious situation. Roman Reigns versus Jay Uso. Roman's going to win. This is kind of obvious. They're, 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 like, I see so many people say who should take the belt off of Roman. It's Cody Rhodes. We kind of fucking know this already. Cody's going to be the one that takes the belt off Roman. With my eyes, with the with the idea that I have in my head is that Roman is going to, at some point, trigger Solo to the point where he just thinks he should just completely get rid of him, which is the same ending at WrestleMania 39, where Solo got back in the ring and spiked Cody, I think he does that to Roman at WrestleMania 40, and it causes Roman. I think that that is why I feel like this this storyline is pretty obvious. It's played out already. It, like y'all could run it and, and continue to scream about it, but this storyline is pretty obvious. It's pretty common fucking sense of a storyline. What I do think is this: Roman's gonna beat Jay to a pope at SummerSlam, which is gonna bring Jimmy back which is going to force Roman to fight Jimmy at payback, which a lot of people don't want to admit because you don't think it. Because you're like, oh, Jay's out, Jimmy's out for the foreseeable future. Why the fuck is he out for the foreseeable future? This is kind of obvious. He's going to come back at SummerSlam. At some point, he's going to come back because Jay's going to get beat down by both of them. Jay's going to come, Jimmy's going to come back, and he's going to fight Roman at some point. You can't just keep giving Jay the fucking title opportunities. Jimmy's going to fight Roman at some fucking point. And not think that will be at payback. Because the last time Roman won the title, <laughs> last time Roman had a chance, uh, won the title, was at payback. But I know a lot of people will see and say, well, that's Jay. He, Jay's going to be the one that beats Roman. I don't think Jimmy's going to beat Roman either. But I do think Jimmy hasn't fought Roman one-on-one. And I do think Jay is going to get his ass whooped by, by J, uh, Roman at SummerSlam, which is going to prompt Jimmy to finally come back and fight Roman, which is going to end this storyline that fucking way because he would beat both Usos for what's the point of them still fighting him for tribal fucking chief. But this will also make Solo realize I need to turn on Roman because at some point he's going to use me like he did use my brothers. And I do think I could be tribal chief. And here's something that people don't want to also admit. Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman has been grooming Solo just like Roman has. Paul Heyman knows where his next bread is buttered, and that is Solo. Why would Paul Heyman not want Solo to be Tribal Chief at some point? Because it's coming. Because he knows Roman eventually will get to the point where he can't do it on his own. And Solo, Paul Heyman is going to know Solo is the next big star, and he is the next big thing. That is true. So why would Hitch is ragging to a guy like Roman Reigns who's been dominant for three years, but now he's starting to doubt himself? Now he's starting to doubt himself, which is going to prompt WrestleMania 40, which I think Solo is going to screw Roman, and Paul Heyman is going to walk out with Solo. 
which is going to let Cody Rhodes pick up the victory, which I've said last year. The only person that beats Roman is family. Who beat Roman at, uh, at Money in the Bank? Family. Who's going to cost Roman the title? Family. This is what I've been saying, and I said it last year. I don't think Jay beats Roman at SummerSlam. I think Jimmy fights Roman at Payback, and I think at the end of the day, or that's the play. Because and then I said, like I said, at Survivor Series you have Roman and Seth. Well, if Seth drops the title, then you don't have Roman and Seth at Summer at Survivor Series. Which, if that's the case, then you could prolong the storyline with Jay and Roman till Payback, and then he gets beat there, and Jimmy comes back, and then you have Jimmy and Roman fight at Summer at Survivor Series. Which I don't. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm seeing my dilemma with the Judgment Day situation, because if Seth does fight Roman. It's got to be a Survivor Series. Yeah. If you're going to make it Raw versus SmackDown, or Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT. Yeah, at some point, yeah, I can see that. Or you hold off until set. Nah, set. Oh, shit. This is kind of an interesting situation now, because if set does drop the title, is it Cody's starting finish? Because now Seth is in the conversation. Because now Seth could go against Roman and fight Roman. Ooh, that's a pretty interesting situation. God damn, I kind of kind of made a mess there. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. But I do think Roman's going to beat Jay. That's kind of obvious. I don't think Roman's going to lose to Jay. Yeah, I don't think Roman's going to lose to Jay. That, that, I don't see that happening. Sorry. Sorry, people. <laughs> Roman's not losing to Jay. He's not. Y'all know it. And that's the crazy part. Y'all know it. But the storyline is so good that you kind of think he could lose to Jake. But I do think Solo is the reason why he beats Jake. And that's what prolong- makes Solo really think, I can do this without Roman. He needs me way more than I need him. And that's when Paul Hammond realizes that. And he's like, ooh, I need to hitch my rag in the Solo. And he starts planning it a little bit more gets a little bit more in-depth with it because Roman's not there all the time. So what do you think Paul Hammond is doing when Roman's not there on camera? So, yeah. But that is my SummerSlam predictions. Um, And SummerSlam, like I said, August 5th, Detroit, Michigan. And I hope you guys enjoy this episode. And um, watch SummerSlam August 5th. (laughs) Peacock Network. Until then, I am Brandon Janu. Peace.